superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. This is The Rich Eisen Show. Eisen Show with guest host Andrew Siciliano. Siciliano, that's actually the real way to say it. When people say my name properly over the phone, I thank them. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. It's over! The Rangers have won the World Series! We battled all year, we battled all postseason, and finally reaping the awards of it. Today's guests, Jets running back Brees Hall, host of the Rich Eisen Show, Rich Eisen. And now, sitting in for Rich, it's Andrew Siciliano. All right, wait, wait. Relax, everybody. Okay. Try to calm down <laughs> the room. Calm down. Here. Uh, yeah. Hi, everybody. We're back. What yeah. Hey, hey, I'm your official Rich's European vacation fill-in. <laughs> My name is Andrew Siciliano. It's not a vacation. It's actually the biggest game in the history of NFL Network. In this, our 20th anniversary week, Rich's in Germany. Is he en route to Frankfurt, or is, that, he, is he actually he's there? Okay, that's right. He's meeting with the Dolphins today. Yes, he has boots on the ground in Germany, and he will join us coming up in a little bit to preview the Chiefs and the Dolphins. In the interim, I thank you for watching. My name is Andrew Siciliano, and one of the few people that, you know, says it the right way, as we just had there in the open, Siciliano, uh, one of the security guards at NFL Network who who said it properly last night. That's neither here nor there. We thank you for being here. Coming up, Reese Hall. Uh, maybe some Big Ten chatter as well. Did you hear the latest report about what's going down with Michigan and the Big Ten? Don't, 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 don't tell Rich we're talking about this. Okay? I mean, I'm here for it. <laughs> I am too. Uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll peel back the layers on that one and tell you what went down on a Big Ten conference call yesterday. Although it might have been a Zoom. Don't know if it was all telephonic. Don't know if there are cameras on or not. But the Big Ten coaches got on a conference call yesterday, and woo-wee, it got heated. (laughs) Wow. And also coming up, why the Vikings should have traded for Jimmy Garoppolo. And the Falcons should have traded for Jimmy Garoppolo. Honestly, really, really, all of that coming up. But in the interim, I want to say hello uh, to my favorite bald-headed Syracuse fellow alum. (laughs) Hi, Chris Brockman. My man. What's up, brother? You know, Jim Beheim's coming to town next week. Really? Yeah, you're not going to (laughs) go? Weren't you invited? A little soiree in Redondo on a Saturday? No? I got to say, me and Jimmy broke up a long time ago. Okay. I'm going to try to get you guys back together. You should come. All right? I will come if you're inviting me. Okay. You're coming. All right. Mike Del Tufo. Good morning. How's Instagram? It's amazing. (laughs) Okay. Good. 
<laughs> I posted a sunset last night. People were beautiful. Right. I oh, see it. Mike, just enjoy the it. sunset. Why yeah. you gotta post about it? No, I People post like... mine all the time as well. Thank I get a great Andrew. view. I'm proud of my view. It's not yes. a it's not a, a flex wrong. as they call it, a low no. key flex. It's just, oh my God, like two nights ago, the sunset, the greatest thing ever in LA. And we're in a weird weather part uh, time in LA right now where it's like chilly and it feels like fall in the morning. But it was 81 degrees, and I sat on the beach and had lunch yesterday, and it was fantastic. It felt like the middle of the summer. Had to wear a hat. It was actually like cover your face kind of kind of hot. And then TJ, good day to you. Do you know that up, the only rookie quarterback the last 20 years to win in Pittsburgh as we get ready for Will Levis tonight is Dak Prescott? Prescott? Oh, did wow. you know that? I did not that, know that. Do. Oh, there's a nugget for you. Oh, thank you there, sir. Uh, hey there, hi there. Hey there, hi there, ho there. Okay, good. So this is the Rich Eisen Show. And again, we're happy that you are all here. Let's do it. It's the phone number, 844-204-RICH. I have it right here on my screen, Hoskins. Thank you, talking <laughs> in my left ear. 844-204-RICH, but that's great teamwork. He sees me looking down. He thinks I don't have anything. He jumps in. And we thank you for watching and listening on Sirius XM 218 or 202 on the app, or or on the Roku channel, wherever it is you are watching us today, we thank you. And I hope you were watching the World Series last night. Chances are you were not. But you should have been, because it was a fantastic story. Nathan Avaldi, 9-3 and three now, in, in the postseason all-time. Is that good? Hmm. <laughs> it feels like that's exactly. five five wins in this postseason. I can't tell. Was that so good? many great stories. Chris Young, the GM of that team, who like I, I think retired a week ago, the GM of that team, putting that team together, right? Um, Adolis Garcia, who was not there last night, but was still even with that oblique injury, strong enough to lift his teammates up, celebrating on the pitcher's mound afterwards, or Jankowski, or or Carter. Or Corey Seager winning the MVP now with two different teams. There are so many amazing stories. And sadly, the national media, and I am going to make this a little bit about the national media. The headline is, nobody watched the World Series. I'm going to push back against that. Last night, I don't know the ratings yet. I'm sure when they come in, we'll be, we'll be told they're awful. And game three on Tuesday... It was a record low, 8.3. Actually, that was not Tuesday. Game four, 8.48 million. Game three, only 8 million people watched the World Series. 8 million, still a lot of people. 8 million, the NHL would kill for an 8 million. Kill. Like game seven of the NHL, of the Stanley Cup Finals, get like two and a half. Three. 8.4? Nobody watched it. Please. People watched it. Numbers are down all around. But more importantly, baseball fans, sports fans, you should be watching it because the stories are so cool. It is that good. And I'm sick of the narrative that nobody is watching. Yeah, compared to the Steelers with an international fan base tonight, many more people will watch the Steelers and Will Levis, noted eater of mayonnaise, play football tonight <laughs> as fantasy and gambling and football opens for the week. Yes, many more people will watch. Baseball is now a regional sport. And without the, the Red Sox or the Yankees. By the way, the Red Sox were awful this year. Like awful. trash. It was garbage. Terrible summer. Hot garbage. They were garbage pale kids. Wait till we I get Otani. Bad. Okay. The Yankees. Awful. The Mets. 
atrocious. The Cubs, awful for most of the year until they made a run late, made it interesting, and were fun. Okay? The Dodgers, amazing. Face planted in the postseason. Braves. Braves, amazing. Lost in the postseason. Unless it's one of those teams nobody watches. Well, they should. And you know what? It's good. There's so many young players. How about Garcia's? Garcia's story. Incredible story. Comes over from Cuba, right? Goes to the Cardinals. They don't want him. They, 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 they put him through waivers. No one took him. They then, they then give him to the Rangers for cash considerations. I love that tweet going around last week. Cash considerations. Of the Cardinals' announcement of trading him to the yes, Rangers. Right? I mean, that, that's the football. That, that's the player to be named later, and we don't care what the player to be named later is. <laughs> right that's like player to be named later often in baseball is we give you a list of 20 d level prospects and you have until like three weeks from now to tell us which one you want we don't care take something out of the prize closet that hasn't been given away yet <laughs> that's what that is and then the cardinals put him through waivers at one point too i'm sorry the rangers did or, or they sent him down and then look what he does. Anyway, my, my point is not trying to be angry baseball, get off my lawn fan. I do watch a lot of baseball. It is a regional sport. Most of us watch our favorite team every night. And, and that's why you see Sunday Night Baseball on ESPN or, or maybe even the Peacock 12 o'clock Eastern time broadcast streaming on Sundays, which is a really good watch, or the Apple on Friday night. They try to get these, these big market teams in there because people think that's the only way people are going to watch. And I guess it's true. But what I'm saying is don't listen to the narrative that nobody is watching because comparatively speaking, millions of people are watching and there are great stories and you should be watching as well. And Fox does a great broadcast with Joe and John Smoltz and Tom Perducci and Ken Rosenthal. That is a good show. It is. And baseball is fun. And not as many people play fantasy baseball as play fantasy football. I won my league this year. Mazel tov. Thank you. Okay, with no Red Sox, I'm assuming? I had Odellis Garcia. Okay, there you go. <laughs> Two-time champ Odellis Garcia. This there you year. go. Two-time champ. Yeah. Congrats to him. <laughs> People forget the first one. He might forget the first one. Two-time champ Nathan Avaldi as well. Yeah, buddy. So well, there you, you go, buddy. Me, the other day, Brotman, no one cares about my fantasy team? Yeah. No one cares about your fantasy I thought you were going to... Well, oh, I thought we were friends. That's what I thought, nice. but just what you told me. So I, I just want to do a ratings <laughs> comparison. No one watches, right? So I don't know the ratings were last night. 8.48 watched on Tuesday night. In comparison, let's go to the Falcons-Panthers TNF game last year, which was on Prime only, right? Before, well, it still is on Prime only, just like this year. They, they'll, they'll show it in local markets. Last year, remember that Carolina-Atlanta game late in the year? Pouring rain, right? I do. Anybody remember? Yeah. Pouring rain in Charlotte. Bad game late in the year. That one drew a 3.3 rating with 6.8 million viewers. Okay? That was... Now, this year, they've tweaked the numbers. They're trying to include more... Like, the numbers are going to be higher this year. I also think more people have realized it isn't that hard to watch it on Prime. It's not that hard at all. Really simple. Last night's World Series game had 35% more than... Now, that's an outlier. 
but that was the lowest rated prime game last year. Last night's World Series game had 30-something percent higher than that. So, yes, people watch baseball. Maybe it isn't fun and sexy anymore, but it's fun. You should watch it. Why am I yelling? (laughs) Stop it. That's all I got on the baseball. One more thing, actually, I forgot. One more thing on the baseball. I think there's a correlation. We just finished the NFL trade deadline. Okay. There's a correlation. I had this conversation last night w- with some people from the Rams about, about the trade deadline and the fact that there are so many teams. You, you saw far more buyers at the deadline, and most of them were unable to do deals than you did sellers because some people call it parody. I'll call it a mosh pit of mediocrity Ooh. Mm. in the middle of these conferences, notably in the N- both the NFC and the AFC that everybody is in it, in a sense. I mean, there are some teams that are not in it. Say the Patriots. Not in it. Say the Panthers. Nope. Say the Cardinals, the Giants. Not in it. Not close. (laughs) But if you've got three wins, you're in it. I know this sounds absurd, because right now the seventh seed in the AFC is the Cleveland Browns. Now, they're one P.J. Walker completion away from five and two. But they're four and three right now. Four and three is the seven seed in the AFC. The seven seed in the NFC is four and four. So if you have three wins as we head to week nine, 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 as we go to Germany, <laughs> if you have three wins, you're in it. In it. And look at the Rangers and the Diamondbacks. For those who don't know, I'm going to tie this all together here as we see the standings in the NFL on the screen. The Rangers and the Diamondbacks clinched their postseason berths. They found out they were going to the playoffs on the Saturday of the final weekend of the season. The day before the season ended, those two teams made it into the playoffs. And those two teams made it to the World Series. And one of those teams won the World Series. That same mentality is pervasive with nearly the entire NFL right now. And you could rail against the expansion of the playoffs to go to seven teams. You could rail against the third wild card in baseball. But all you got to do is get in. That's all you got to do. And that's why the trade deadline is that much more interesting, but it also means that's why there are so many fewer teams willing to blow the whole thing up because we're in it. I mean, look at the Vikings. Two weeks ago, they were nothing. Now they've won three games in a row. Now look at that. I mean, I sat here three weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Last time I sat in on this show, Justin Jefferson goes on injured reserve. And we're like, ah, they're done. Kirk's out. Got to get rid of him. Like you're an idiot if you don't get rid of him. Trade high right now. Sell high. Get out. You're not going anywhere. Kirk plays his tail off. Kirk. 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 They're now in legitimate striking distance of the postseason, even though they're not even on this screen. They're not. No, no, they are. They're seven. There they are. Look, Andrew, look, they're four and four. They'd be in right now. So that's why I honestly think they should have gotten... Jimmy Garoppolo. I like Josh Dobbs a lot, friends. But Josh Dobbs is on his fifth team in 11 months. 
if you include the Browns twice, his sixth team in 11 months. He's going to right the ship. He's not going to throw many picks, at least not at first. And you're in it. But if you could have had Jimmy Garoppolo, I don't know, could you have? If you're the Falcons, couldn't you have maybe had Jimmy Garoppolo? That's what I would have done. That's just me. I'm all over the map here in this official opening segment. Per usual. Per usual. (laughs) (laughs) Andrew, you say that you feel Jimmy's the the answer? I mean... He's not better than Taylor Heineke, is he? I think he is. Okay. Really? You guys you're, are, you, 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 I think Taylor Heineke is going to take more risks and throw it down the field. There's a fun factor to Taylor Heineke. There's a, a I'm going to run through a brick wall kind of factor with Taylor Heineke that Jimmy Garoppolo does not have. It, it was always one of the issues I think that Kyle had with him. Uh, Kyle wants you within structure, and I'm, gonna, I'm smarter than you. I'm going to tell you where to throw it. You better get it there, right? But um, but Brock Purdy takes chances he, that Jimmy would never have taken. Correct, and normally he gets the ball there. The last two weeks he has not for whatever reason. Right. Jimmy, if if you watch him at practice, is never going to stretch the field. Is never going to take a deep shot. Is he, that's just not him. He plays safe. He doesn't take the deep shot. I don't think he has a great deep ball accuracy. Any Niner fan will go back to Miami in January of 2020 and tell sure. you the same thing. February of 2020. I mean, Emmanuel Sanders could have dove. He could have. Sure. I mean, there are a bunch of what-ifs in the end zone the last couple of years in the Super Bowl. Brandon Cooks hangs on to the ball in Atlanta. I think the Rams beat the Patriots. Jared Goff might still be here. Seems like it. Maybe. Right? Yeah. Same thing. I'll give you that. Um, anyway, I digress. I, I would rather, if you're the Atlanta Falcons and Arthur Smith, would you rather have Jimmy Garoppolo or Taylor Heineke? I think he'd rather play Desmond Ritter. <laughs> <laughs> but he's being forced into playing Heineke right now, I feel like. I you think, hold on, you think Arthur Smith is being forced by whom? Ownership, fan pressure? I, I don't think so. I don't think so at all. I don't think Desmond Ritter is that good. I like him. I think he's a good leader. Um, but I, I think you're exceedingly limited, and I think he's exceedingly inaccurate. Just me. Just me. Um, if you're Kevin O'Connell, would you rather play Jaron Hall, Josh Dobbs, or Jimmy Garoppolo? Kyle Murray. <laughs> okay, but you're assuming the Cardinals would have traded him, and you're assuming the Vikings would ever want to inherit that contract and give up what it would take to get him. They're just going to pay Kirk Cousins the same type of contract, right, next year? Or, or if it doesn't work with Josh Dobbs, if unfortunately this team falls flat, then you're in a great position next year to potentially make a move for a top-of-the-draft quarterback. And with Jimmy Garoppolo, maybe the answer is you're stuck in the middle of mediocrity. Right? Like the difference between making the playoffs where your pick is in the top 14. Right. And missing the playoffs as the eight seed in a conference where your pick is in the 20s. Maybe not in the 20s. It depends. You could be. Yeah. Huge difference. Like, go back to the Panthers last year down the stretch. They almost beat the Bucks week 17. If they did, they would have been in position. Tom Brady would have retired a week earlier, right? They would have been out. The Bucks, or rather the Panthers, would have gone to week 18 with a chance to win and in with a sub-500 record to win that division. If you are, at the time, David Tepper, what's more important to you? Getting a home playoff game, which is big. You get that gate. Big, yeah. Huge. 
Okay, but you get in as a division winner with an interim coach, which you probably weren't going to keep, despite the fact that he played well. You, you want to start over. So then you have to keep the coach, and your draft pick is like 17, 18, 19. Or if, unfortunately, you lose week 17 to Tom Brady and the Buccaneers because a rookie corner gets torched by Mike Evans in the fourth quarter repeatedly, you don't win the division. You can start over with a new head coach. And you're picking eighth overall, which gives you the ability to jump up to one. Which would you rather have? I'm not saying David Tepper was happy they lost. I'm not saying that at all. But it's amazing how the fate of franchises and the future of franchises can swing. If DJ Moore doesn't take his helmet off. If DJ Moore doesn't take his helmet off. They have another one. On the best deep ball thrown the entire season. That was amazing. By Philip Walker. (laughs) You know him as PJ. Brown's legend. Brown's legend could still be starting this week. <laughs> Although something tells me it's going to be Deshaun Watson. Coming up next, Brees Hall will join us. And by us, I mean Rich. You're listening and watching The Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat, where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guests were is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed passion drive and patience The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Let's get to it uh, with the Big Lebowski. How are you introduced to that film. I ran into the Coen brothers a couple of years before that, I guess, mm-hmm. at a party, and they said, well, we're writing something for you. I said, oh, great, because I was a big fan of Blood Simple and some other early sure. film. And then I got the script, and I said, what? This is not, not like anything I've done. Were you were you spying? And, were, you know, did you crash some of my high school parties? And you, you know, I mean, where where did this guy come from? Was that character based on anybody that you know? Yeah, it was based on a guy named Jeff Dowd. 
for them, you know, mm -hmm. they, they used him quite a bit. I met him, he came on the script. I didn't uh, use him too much. I really referenced uh, myself. And, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, and uh, and the script, you know. When did you realize that this film would become, in many ways, a, it's, you can't even call it a cult. It's, it's a classic. It's just oh. a flat-out classic now. Yeah, yeah. For The Big Lebowski. Uh, I was surprised because we had a great time making it, and we were all, you know, laughing and, you know, thinking, oh, you know, this was a fun movie. We didn't think it was going to be anything like it was today, mm -hmm. but I was surprised when it first came out and did nothing. It was like, you know, kind of a bomb. And then it uh, played in Europe, and they got it. And then it splashed back over uh, on our shores, and, and it, you know, he grew to become well, a, what it a, is. As one of our colleagues on this show has a friend who went to a, a Lebowski bar oh. in Iceland. Oh he yeah, got a yeah. We got these. We have uh, Lebowski fests. Um, I've been to one. I played with my band at a Lebowski fest. <laughs> that was my Beatle moment, man. You know, can you imagine? <laughs> the dude, ah, playing to a sea of dudes and bowling pins and you know, moths. It was just totally surreal. Oh my God. It's the Rich Eisen Show, everybody. I'm Andrew sitting in for Rich, who will be here and there throughout this show. We're about to do some TV magic. We'll be there in a minute. But that is after I tell you that this is the Rich Eisen Show desk, which is furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call or click Granger.com or just stop by. Everybody knew it. This guy was going to carry the Jets ground game this year. Dalvin Cook. No. Brees Hall. Everybody who came back, honestly, in a way that I don't know that anyone could have anticipated. It's one thing to come back from an ACL. It's another thing to come back from an ACL as a skill position player. Week one, not week six, when you got hurt. And then it's another thing to come back week one, as a skill position player and be the guy you were before your injury. That is almost unheard of unless your name is Adrian Peterson. It isn't. It's Brees Hall and Rich yesterday before he got on the big old Lufthansa jet talked to number 20 from the New York Jets. And joining us here on the Rich Eisen Show in his second year running the football for the New York Jets, getting set to take on the Los Angeles Chargers on Monday Night Football is none other than Brees Hall. How are you, sir? I'm good. Just got done with uh, some practice and treatment and stuff. So uh, just, you know, I'm here chilling with you guys, getting ready to go home in a little bit. Okay. Well, we won't keep you. What do you got going on? What do you got going on at home, Brees? What's your, what's your day like? What is your normal day like? Uh, I'm I'm pretty back during the week. I usually uh, I go probably get up at six thirty, or okay. I get up at probably like five thirty, five forty-five, and get to the facility around six thirty. Okay. Um, get some treatment, the stuff done, and then we got meetings uh, from like eight to probably eleven, eleven twenty, and then practice starts at uh, twelve twenty, twelve thirty right. every day. Or so. I got. It. I was just want to know what, like, what's your life like? You know, I, you know, I'm like you. Like, I'm, you? Like, I'm, I'm really boring. I like to just go home and chill, play video games. What video games? Uh, Madden 2K. Spider Man just came out, so I've been playing that. Okay. With a lot of 
Yeah, a lot of my teammates and stuff, so it's been good. All right. When you play Madden 2K, Brees, do you uh, make sure you're the Jets? Well, what do you do? Like, what do you do when you're playing? Uh, it depends. Sometimes I kind of start like a like our own league with my some of my friends, and we draft players and stuff like that. Okay. So I, I do try to draft myself, but... <laughs> Um, my friends, if they get if they can get to me before I do, then they always get me. So that's not cool. That is not cool. All right. So, who's is anybody else in this league that we would know of, or they're just your friends from back home? Uh, so I'm in one. I'm in one with Garrett Wilson. He he's in one, um, and I think I think that's it. We don't have too many Madden players on the team. Okay. All right. So who's better at Madden, you or Garrett Wilson? I think Garrett is because he plays a little more than me. I play, I play like multiple games, and he only plays Madden, so he he spends a lot more time on there. Okay, I got it. I hear you. Um, how are you feeling, basically? How does that sound? Just a like I know you say you're getting treatment, but are, are you through everything that uh, your rehab and everything right now, Brees? Because it sort of looks yeah, like I'm it. through. Yeah, I'm through. I'm done with everything, but I still try to do you know stuff to keep my knees feeling good and. Um, you know, as a running back, you're never you're never like really fully fully healthy. So there's always a little nick or a bruise or something that you gotta take care of. So I just try to you know take care of all that stuff and make sure I'm feeling as good as possible for game day. What would you say is the current state of the New York Jets offense, Brees? How would you term that right now? Mm-hmm. I just I still think we're uh, ascending. You know, uh, we still have our bumps on the road. We still have stuff we need to get better at, but. You know, I just feel like as long as we keep, you know, practicing, trying to get 1% better every day, then we'll be fine. Eventually, everything's going to start clicking because, you know, it's, it's it's not like it's just bad. we're playing bad football. It's maybe like one guy, guy off here or there, which, you know, can, you know, kind of like hurt a whole play. So, you know, as long as we focus on everybody doing their 111th play in and play out, we'll be fine. How is, how is Zach Wilson different from last year, Reese? Um, this is whole mentality. Um, obviously, he got – done in the fire early and everything like that but he's obviously been a starter before and um you know he's grown as with his personality how he communicates commands the huddle um how he's calling plays and how he's checking us in and out of stuff and everything like that and just how he's handling pressure you know obviously he's taking care of the ball a lot better and just uh playing better football overall and it's been cool to you know be one of those guys that you know i feel like i'm an outlet for him to get the ball to so you know he uh he never hesitates me to get hesitates to get me the ball if he uh, feels like he needs to so um, in, in terms of carrying himself, is he different than last year, Brees, do you think? Uh, no, nah, not to me. I still think he's he's a great dude. You know, he's real chill, laid back, easy going, and um, he's, it's easy to talk to him, and uh, he talks to everybody, you know. So it's just been cool to be around him. I think Aaron's, you know, obviously rubbed off on him a little bit um, just because he's so seasoned, and um, he's taught Zach a lot. But other than that, I feel like Zach's still the same guy. All right, so then how do you think Aaron Rodgers has rubbed off on him? What do you think? Um, just, just with his knowledge of the game and you know how he sees certain stuff, whether it's from a drop back or uh, making a read easier for himself or um, helping Zach see see a defense a certain way, just little stuff like that, and which is helping Zach play with you know we call it like accelerated vision, just seeing how something's going to happen before it does, and I feel like that's helped Zach out a lot. And how's it been to have Aaron Rodgers back uh, in the fold as regularly as we as you've seen him? Breeze. Yeah, he's he's my locker mate, you know, so I, I miss him a lot. But it's been cool to have him back um, for the games and stuff. Me and him have some really good conversations, and he's a real cool dude. What do you mean he's your locker mate? What do you mean by that? He's, his locker is right next to mine. Okay, like the rest of, that's yeah. what that's what I figured. Um, yeah. So w- when when he's there, what do you, what what can you share with uh, the viewers and listeners of this program about what you guys talk about 
Breeze. You can't give you can't give away the secrets of greatness, man. So I can't even you know can't even share that. With okay, you. so he but you talk about greatness is what you said. Yeah, that's what you oh, guys yeah. are talking about. Because when you oh, said yeah. you know when you said you know uh, Zach being thrown into the fire, um, do you think that has anything to do with you know maybe you, you sh- that that cheese head you threw into the fire uh, during <laughs> during the winter, Breeze? Did that have no, anything to do with it? It has anything to do with that. I feel like uh, that was just good luck, you know. I feel like it pulled Aaron towards us, and then um, he got here. Um, and we're excited to get him back, but I'm, we're also excited to see Zach uh, keep growing and see how much better he can get as well. Well, obviously, then the bad luck of 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 the first five snaps of the season happened. Um, when you see Rodgers now, Brees Hall, do you think he's coming back this year? Yeah, I think there was no – I don't think there's any doubt. Um, obviously, we'd love to have him back, but at the end of the day, that's that's kind of up to him and his rehab process. So, you know, we hope for the best that we'll get him back. But, you know, he still has to go through it just like I did. Um, and me and him have talked a lot about, like, rehabs and how everything's been going and stuff like that too. So, you know, obviously I'm excited to have him back, but at the end of the day, it's all on him. No, obviously it's all on him, but I mean and, – and and I understand the how, what, what it's infused with if you're like, yeah, you think he's coming back. That means that you, you know, that he's got to come back because Zach's not the answer. And I don't want that to be understood in my question. I'm just wondering if you see what he looks like and you've been around him. He's your locker mate. If you believe Brees Hall, that Aaron Rodgers is coming back this year. Yeah, I think he's too competitive not to. It'd be good. It's going to be good to, you know, like I said, to get him back. But I'm excited to see how Zach grows as well. And I feel like those two together, um, like they're pushing each other. They have a good time together. And it's been cool to see how those two can really compare to each other and how those two pick each other's brains and how Zach or how Aaron challenges Zach and how Zach can challenge Aaron a little bit. So um, I'm excited for both of them. Yeah, and he sure. also said to McAfee um, uh, on McAfee's show that uh, he's got a long way to go. But for him to play again this season, the Jets also need to be, quote, unquote, alive. Is exactly. that is that in your thought process as you go about your business? that if you do your business the way you want it, that then lends more credence to Rodgers coming back because you'd be alive, Brees? Uh, I, I think, like, uh, week in and week out, we want to win the game and everything. We're trying our hardest to win, and I feel like with the defense we have, if the offense, if we kind of if we come alive and we, we start playing how we know we could play, then there's no, there's no telling why we shouldn't be in the playoffs, you know? So I, I'm pretty confident in that, that – you know, once we once we hit our stride and once we get rolling, then we'll be fine. And it's interesting, Brees Hall here on the Rich Eisen Show, Monday Night Football on many of these Westwood One stations, and of course right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Uh, Lakin Tomlinson got very emotional a couple weeks ago after the win over the Eagles, talking about the locker room. Thomas Morstead did the same thing after your win over the Giants. Can you give me an example of the, the brotherhood of this locker room, Brees Hall? Just everything. You know, you walk into the locker room, you see – you know, we got cornhole set up. We got connect four. We got checkers and chess. Just seeing uh, how much time everybody loves to spend around each other, even after practice and after meetings, when guys could easily just be picking up their stuff and going home. You'll see all the tight ends in there playing cornhole, and all the running backs in there will be playing music and rapping or just goofing off and stuff. And like guys in different positions, uh, chilling out with each other, just talking. There are guys in the cafeteria just eating, talking, and spending time together. It's, you know, all that stuff it matters. Um, I feel like. Most guys on our team have a great relationship with each other. All of us are uh, we're willing to talk to each other um, anywhere. So it's been good to be around these guys. And I think another good thing is that a lot of the guys on our team are young, but we have OGs on the team that are you know willing to show us the way and 
give us advice when we needed them, keep us in check. So it's been good for sure. So was that not the case last year, Brees, straight up? Um, I think it was. It's just like I said, we were we were an even younger team last year, so we had to uh, learn how to win, and we're still doing that now. Even as an offense, we're still learning how to you know be more consistent, put teams away when we when we know we can and stuff like that. So I feel like we just from last year to this year, we just took another step in that direction, especially with getting Aaron and how he likes to have everybody on their P's and Q's. And um, with him and, and Zach now, we know that if, you know, we're on our P's and Q's and they're going to get us the ball. So uh, let me just, if you don't mind, in a couple minutes I have left with you, Brees Hall, just stray out of our Jets lane here and ask about your college quarterback uh, in Brock Purdy. Did you see when you were playing with him, I could see you got a smile on your face right there. His his ascension in San Francisco. Um, do you see the the makings of that right there back in the day, Brees, when you were together? Yeah, uh, Brock showed many times that, you know, he was resilient and great. Um, you know, being at Iowa State, like a, like you, we don't have get the highest recruits and the best players. You know, we kind of are a real developmental program and, um, they relied on guys like me, Brock, you know, Charlie Kolars, Xavier Hutchinson's guys like us um, to, you know, just be those guys that they can lean on and make plays. And sometimes it went good and sometimes it didn't for us. But I always knew that if Brock had those pieces around him, then he's going to be successful. He That's just the type of player he is. He's the most competitive person I've ever met. Um, he's a great guy outside of football and, um, you know, he's dedicated to it for sure. So his uh, success hasn't surprised me at all. Are you still in touch with him regularly at all, Brees, or are you just you, you're yeah, on separate coast? Me and him talk quite a bit. Uh, he just sent me one of uh, our memories from college when we were playing Madden, and he beat me. He, he was like, it's like a video recording and stuff like that. Like, <laughs> that's just how competitive we were. Like, we will get in a fight just because we're, you know, we're uh, playing video games and one of us loses. It's like little stuff like that. So um, once I saw that from him and I knew, like, he he's one of those guys, like, he has every tool that he needs to to be great and He's in a great spot right now for it. How do you think he's handling this rough rough patch? This is the first major rough patch of his professional career. Breeze, what do yeah, you think? Um, it's nothing he hasn't been through before. You know, I will say we weren't perfect. Um, we lost some games, and we lost some close games, nail biters and stuff. He had some heartbreaking plays, but I know him. He um, he takes it to heart. Um, he's going he's gonna to rebound. He's going to play better. I know he is, and I'm not worried about him at all. He's still a great guy, a great quarterback, and I'm excited to see what he does this season. Any similarities between him and Zach? That you see or have seen at all? Um, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't compare them. Um, they're 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 both quarterbacks. They're both great guys. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, um, Brock is Brock and Zach is Zach, and uh, that's respectfully to to both of them. Okay. Well, a huge Monday night game. Obviously, uh, the Chargers are right there behind you in the the playoff standings. We all know what's ahead. You have an opportunity potentially in the coming uh, weeks to sweep the Bills. And then you play the Dolphins the day after Thanksgiving on the first ever such game. I mean, there's a lot of um, nationally televised games, a game in Vegas as well on on Sunday night football. What what can you, as I leave you here, tell Jet fans about what lies ahead and what you think you can achieve over the next month or two here, Brees? What do you got for me? Uh, we continue to play really good football. And like I said, we're going to be in some great games. Um with the defense we have, we're always going to be in the game. And once our offense hits our stride, it's going to be real fun to watch. So I just want them all to stay tuned and stay with us. Okay. Lastly, when you're playing Madden, have you seen me in legacy mode or something like that? Have you have you run into me at any point in time? Uh, not, yet. Uh, not yet. Not okay. yet. I'm handing out shoes to people who run 40-yard dashes. That's oh, what I do. No, I haven't done a legacy mode yet. I might have to go check that out. You, you, you know, if you have time. Not just saying. Not to make it about me, but I just did. 
Hey, listen, <laughs> Brees, I really in love watching you play, man. I love watching you play. Uh, very few people and me, I've been a Jet fan my whole life. Very few people get me off the couch like you. Um, and I really, um, I really am excited uh, to see uh, what you've got in store. And I'm glad to see you back healthy and doing your thing. Thank you. I appreciate it. You got it. Um, take care of yourself, Brees. Tell Garrett Wilson uh, hello for me and that uh, I'm watching him uh, from the opposite sideline. Tell him. I got you. Okay. Yeah, I got you. You got it. That's what we Michigan men apparently are doing. That's Brees Hall right here on the Rich Eisen Show, getting ready for the Chargers on Monday night. Love that guy, Brees Hall. Um, not only because he's an amazing running back, but I, I don't think people realize, and I said it before as we are tossing to that tape there. Rich did that yesterday with Brees Hall. I don't think people realize how amazing it is to come back from an ACL as any player, but especially as a skill player, as a running back, and be the same guy you were before you got hurt. Almost any skill player will tell you that my first year back from an ACL, I didn't feel right. I, I, I wasn't myself. But my second year back, that's when I was the same guy you saw before the injury. That's why the Jets went out and signed Dalvin Cook. Because history dictates Brees Hall wasn't going to be the same. Right. Exactly. It's just science. I, I, I mean, there, there are pages and pages and pages and pages of evidence. You're not the same guy. And then week one, lost in the Aaron Rodgers just tore his Achilles and our season is collectively over thing, understandably. Brees Hall was the same guy. Very small sample size. And then as they keep giving it more of a sample size, more touches every week, holy, you know what? He's the same guy. That's amazing. I, I, there, there are no, there are no real parameters for comeback player of the year. I would argue Brees Hall deserves it simply because he has regained his form from an ACL injury that happened last October. When he got hurt, he was averaging six yards a carry as a rookie, five and eight, five nine, whatever it was, and he's the same guy now. Absurd. Don't get me going on a rant about comeback player of the year. You know who won comeback player of the year last year? Anybody? Yeah, yeah Gino Smith. Gino. What did he come back from? The bench. Mediocrity. I love Gino. Love him. One of my favorite players in the NFL. But from what did he return? Like, where did he come back from? Not playing. He, he came back from the bench or came back from being a, eh, backup? Right. Like a middling backup. Huh. Reliable if you need him. I guess. Great story, but like after we gave Gino the comeback player of the year award, like what? Did, like he came back from his college form at West Virginia. He was awesome in West Virginia, right? Or maybe maybe the glimpse of a of a potentially bright future we saw as a rookie, right? That's what he came back from a decade ago. Like he he kind of morphed into Rich Gannon late in his career. Mm, good one. But is that a comeback player of the year? I don't know. Brees Hall, to me, is a comeback player of the year. Or you could look at it and go, Andrew, isn't it great that we have an award that doesn't have parameters? It's whatever we want it to be. Right? Glass half full. Glass half full, glass half empty. They're awards. Who cares? It's a trophy. The guy played well. Give him his flowers or his trophy. Okay. I could also tell you that there's a game tonight. And that you could stream the NFL and Westwood One for free, sponsored by AutoZone. All season long, you can listen to every Westwood One broadcast of the NFL live on the NFL app 
or by asking Alexa to open WWO Sports or on your Westwood One affiliate station's digital platforms. You can stream Kevin Harlan, Kurt Warner, and Rich all season long for free and get in the zone with AutoZone. AutoZone's free battery testing and charging is available for free at your local AutoZone. Get in the zone. AutoZone restrictions apply. Coming up, who I like in that game this evening in Pittsburgh and what Deshaun Watson said today about playing Sunday. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code EISEN. That's I B O T T A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. What is it like where well, you're back there? You know you're going to get it. Yeah. The eight in the box or nine in the box yeah. that you see knows you're going to get it. Yeah. And you know you're going to give it to them. Yeah. And they know you're going to give it to them. <laughs> what is that like? For you, I just I just love the game. I love having the ball in my hands, and I love making plays. And I don't know, I just it's just the game, man. Like that feeling when you, when everybody knows and they can't stop it. It's just it's an indescribable feeling, man. And that's just speaking for like us as a team. And you know, I just. I just love the game. Yeah, I know you're smiling. You're just smiling as you're saying this. It is just, it must be an amazing feeling to have that ability. Derek Henry here on the Rich Eisen Show. Did you hear what Earl Thomas said before the divisional playoff game in Baltimore, saying that the the Patriots didn't want to tackle you, but they were going to have a different Oh, yeah, I've seen it everywhere. Everybody was sending it to me. Everybody was showing it to me. Yeah, I've seen it everywhere. Okay, so now later on, you're in Baltimore. You get the ball. You're on the edge. Did you know that was Earl Thomas? That yes, was coming for definitely you. Earl Thomas. Did you give him a second shove <laughs> because it was Earl Thomas? 
Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering. Because <laughs> yes. you gave him you gave him one in the front, and you gave him one slightly unnecessary one in the back. But what's so funny about that is I was so focused on giving him another sub that I ran myself out of bounds. <laughs> <laughs> so I remember the first time he kind of turned around, yeah. and I could have turned up Phil, but I was so focused on this like giving him a show that I ran myself out of bounds. But yeah, but yeah, I definitely did that because of that. So then the last question is, was it worth it to run yourself out of bounds? I think it was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey everybody, uh, we are back here on the Rich Eisen Show. Rich is going to join us. Uh, in the third hour, he will be FaceTiming, Zooming, um, Google Meeting, uh, whatever platform he may use <laughs> in from a hotel in Frankfurt. Rich had a, had a beautiful, um, beautifully designed and um, uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Help me out here. It, it was a nice hotel room. How about that, Andrew? I'm overthinking it. In London... From where will he be joining yeah. us oh. in Germany? Can't wait. Can't wait. Can't wait. Will he be joining us from the stadium? Oh. Which is, which is by the locals, I'm told, uh, known as the Forest. Oh, that's cool. Yes, that, that stadium. Really? If Travis Kelsey scores on Sunday, is he out of the woods? <laughs> Please, no more. Taylor Please? Talk Come on. This time around. Come on. Anyway, I digress. Um, let's talk about tonight's game. Hi, it's Andrew sitting in for Rich. I'm sorry. That's my only Taylor Swift joke of the day. Um, I think, hopefully, I think. Um, the game tonight, the Tennessee Titans and the Pittsburgh Steelers. What a wild week of quarterbacks this is going to be. We'll give you the crazy list a little bit later, but just these two quarterbacks. It's going to be Will Levis, famed and noted and well-paid. He has a deal, good for you, Will, eater of mayonnaise, and Kenny Pickett. Will Levis had as good a debut last week, and you might not have noticed it because it was a crazy early window with those nine games, and then in the late window, you know, the Bengals beat the Steelers and everything that happened yesterday. You might not have noticed that Will Levis threw four touchdowns. Um, the only other quarterback in his first game to go four touchdowns, no picks, no fumbles. Anybody? Marcus, Marcus Mariota. Mariota. Yep. Right, who also wore the number eight. Who, who did it week number one when he was a rookie, starting against the quarterback that was drafted one ahead of him, Jameis Winston. It was great. It was a 1-2 game, week number one, and Marcus Mariota came out and threw four touchdowns. I, I'm not saying that Levis is going to do it again, but I am saying that if I'm a Titans fan, I'm over the moon about this guy. I, I mean, he is the future, and I don't think we're going to see Ryan Tannehill play another game as a Tennessee Titan, barring an injury. I'm surprised they didn't trade him at the deadline. Don't know what they were asking. Don't know who wanted him. But as we go back to the Garoppolo conversation from earlier, if you're the Vikings or the Falcons, especially Arthur Smith, his former coach, don't you pick up the phone and say, give me Ryan Tannehill. I was sitting with Rich watching that game and also watching the Jets and the Giants. More on that coming up later. because <laughs> That was a doozy. And Rich left. I know he told that story on Monday. And I turned to Rich and said, if you're if you're Arthur Smith, you're making the call right now. Because at that point, Ritter's out of the game. Heineke's in the game. You're like, Ryan Tannehill is going to be a Falcon next week. He's got to be. Look at, look at this kid, Will Levis. It's not that Will Levis threw four touchdowns. It's how he threw them. 
It's that they were able to protect him. He was able to take deep shots, and he was able to, with amazing touch and accuracy, find DeAndre Hopkins downfield. Uh, The same DeAndre Hopkins who we thought was done and washed up, and he was running away from guys. Now, on one of those touchdowns, on one of those touchdowns, he grabbed A.J. Terrell. Yes, they were playing the Falcons by the helmet and threw him aside. (laughs) Right? It was as blatant a case of uncalled OPI we've seen all year. But the headline is, oh, my God, it's a touchdown for DeAndre Hopkins. Isn't Will Levis amazing? I think they could go in there and win again tonight. I truly do. However, only one rookie quarterback in the last 20 years has done that. His name is Dak Prescott. He's the only rookie in the last 20 years. They're like 1 in 15 collectively to go into Pittsburgh and to beat Mike Tomlin and to beat T.J. Watt and to beat the Steelers in their own building. No Minka Fitzpatrick tonight. Kenny Pickett is going to play. He is off the injury report. Any concern about him? And he wasn't able to finish on Sunday. Forget about it. He might be sore. We'll see if he is at all a factor in the run game. Not that he normally is, but we'll see if he plays a little bit differently. He is going to play tonight. I'm going to go with the Titans tonight. And I know that's insane and I'll be honest with you, I don't know that I firmly believe in what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm not hedging. I might be speaking with my heart as a Browns fan. That's what it sounds as like. As opposed to my head as a, as a reporter and as someone who covers this league. But if you flip it around, this is a hugely important game for the Steelers. Oh, yeah. Because if they win this, they get the Packers next week, and that game is at home. They win this, they get the mini buy. They're five and three. They're looking good in the best division in the NFL. It's the best. Don't don't come with me at any other argument. And then they get two huge division games on the road at Cleveland and Cincinnati. So this game, there's a lot on the line for the Steelers. And I'm gonna go with Will Levis and the Titans, but I hate mayonnaise, and I'm already regretting that I went with Will Levis <laughs> and the Titans. Other than that, we're good. <laughs> Andrew, it's funny. I brought that up the other day, and Chris told me that that wasn't real. What? And he didn't really drink. I mean, it's a, it's a bit. He did it as a bit. He was just trying to. He did it. So I, here's what I understand. Get some juice it is going real. for himself. It is real, but he overdid it. Right. It's real. Like, yeah, he I think he once threw it in his coffee, but then like it became a thing and he just he leaned into it. Right. Then there became a point in the pre-draft process where he was just, all right, I'm sick of it. I don't want to be the guy that's only known as the mayonnaise guy. And that coincided with him, quote unquote, falling in the draft. Remember, he fell to the second round that coincided with all Will Levis isn't a lock for a top 10 pick anymore. That coincided with everyone's taking shots at me in the pre-draft process. I'm falling. And then it was, well, maybe he's aloof. Who is this clown that eats mayonnaise and puts it in its in his coffee? Bananas. Is this guy not serious? Look at his arms. Is he just a workout bro that that puts mayonnaise in his coffee and not a guy that we want to draft? Right. Right, right. And then it all steamrolled and it snowballed, as it often does in the pre-draft process. And then to his credit, he has handled this really, really, really well. Right as the season began, he announced a huge off-the-field partnership, a marketing deal with, I can't remember which mayonnaise company it is. Hellman's? One of, one of the companies the that makes that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay? Good job, Will Levis. And then he waited his turn. He eventually got on the field, 
and he played lights out. Yeah, so did. good for him. Yeah. Slather some of it on tonight and go win in Pittsburgh. <laughs>